0: Today we continue in Shnayim Mikra with Parshas Truma Shlishi. The past two days we have been discussing two of the main Klei Hamikdash, two of the main furnishings of the Mishkan, namely the Aron, the Ark, and the Shulchan, the Table. Today we move to a third major furnishing, and that is the menorah. Unlike the first two, which were essentially made of wood, atse shitim, and covered all or partially with gold, the menorah was, like the kapores, the menorah was totally from gold. And it was miksha, it was one block of gold, one slab of gold, which was cut and carved and sculpted into the shape of the menorah. As the Pasuk reads, "V'yosisa menoras zohov, tohor, you should make a menorah out of pure, pure gold. And miksha teoseha menorah yerecha vikono. The menorah shall be made. Notice the t- uh, t- say is not you shall make it, but it shall be made in the uh, nif'al, the passive voice. Yireicha ve'kono. Yireicha refers to the base of the menorah, and the konah refers to the central spine, or central um, rod, a, a vertical rod, of the menorah they should be made miksha. now Rashi says that the reason why we have this in the um, uh, in the te-osef form is uh, for a very good reason it is because Moshe found it difficult to know um, how to make the menorah and the Rebonish lolom Kavayochol had to show him himself just how to do it. Moshe was puzzled uh, by it. And therefore, he was shown a menorah. The menorah was kind of made by itself in that sense. In fact, as Rashi has it, the Rebun said to Moshe, throw the entire block of gold into the fire, and you'll see it'll just be fashioned by itself. But the menorah should be made miksha Yirecha vekono we already translated means the base and the central spine of the menorah. And then we have three decorative um, pieces which are also part of the menorah. They are gvi'eho, the cup-like or goblet-like decorations on the menorah. Kaf toreho, which Rashi defines as the apple-shaped, and other Mepharshim say, uh, the Pirosh Hashanah, so the Rambam, for example, says in Mitzachas Menorchos, it is oval-shaped, egg-shaped, uh, golden uh, decoration, and the Procheho obviously, are decorations in the shape of flowers. So these three decorations are all part of the Menorah and have to be Mimena, they're not Added to, or hooked onto, or glued onto, uh, or even melted onto, but rather they are um, cast from the very chunk of gold with which the menorah is made. So we have now yerechovikono. You have the base, and you have the spine, and along the spine are these various decorations. And now, branching out three on one side, three on the other side of the menorah are six konim, six other branches. There are six six branches coming out of the side of the menorah. Three on the one side, three on the other side. Now notice, Rashi says that these three Six branches, three on one side, three on the other, jutted out Ba'alachzon, They juggled out diagonally at a diagonal angle so that the usual view that we have a menorah as kind of round branches is not correct according to Rashi, uh, nor is it correct according to uh, some of the uh, other uh, meforshims. The Rambam, especially the way his son, Rabbeinu Avraham, in his commentary on the Torah, has it that the the six branches jutted out at an angle, not arced off of the central spine, not rounded, but arced in a straight manner. The way that these days uh, Chabad uh, has its menorah on Hanukkah with the the um, uh, the side uh, branches going off at angles and not in a round way. Actually, Rabbeinu Avroham, the son of the Rambam, uh, seems to have had a diagram prepared by the Rambam, which was made by Baalachson, uh straight lined but angled off of the central spine and not be igul, not rounded. Now there are some traditional mefarshim who feel that it was uh rounded, including uh the Ebenezra. In any case, the uh on these branches that we learned about these three decorative features that give the, the cup like or goblet like feature and the rounded uh, kaftor, apple or egg-shaped, and the perochim, the flower-shaped decorations, just as there were some along the central stem, along the central spine, so too each branch had, Pasuk Lamad Gimel, shlosha gavim mishukadim bakoneho. echod. It had three of these goblets were Meshu Kodim. Rashi says Meshu Kodim means Mitsu Yorim, meaning sculpted into the gold was a Geviya, a cup-shaped decoration. A three on each branch. Kaftor voferach. And on each branch also was one round-shaped and one flower-shaped decoration. Ushlo sha Geviya Meshu Kaftor voferach. Each of the six branches had three gavim decorations and one kaftor and one ferach decoration. Interestingly enough, whereas Rashi says Mishukodim dim means Mitsuyorim, etched or carved or sculpted, uh, and so does the uncle say mitzayrin. However, um, the um, uh, commentary, Maasei following Tosfis in Menochos, Tafchav Ches Amid Beis, says a different Pshat. He says that these three Givim, these three cup like decorations, had etched into them almond shaped figures. So you had the, the pictures of two almonds, or maybe more than two almonds, uh, etched into each geviya, each cup. And this is the meaning of shlosha geviyim, mishukodim, according to um, uh, uh, the, the way certain acharonim understand um, the tos vesimonochos. In any case, we have now a menorah, uh, and, and with its six branches, and each of the six branches has its decorative geviyim, kaftor, and ferach. The menorah itself, meaning the base of the menorah, had four gavim, mishukadim, sculpted or with almonds etched into them, kaftoreha ufrocheha and its rounded apple or egg-shaped decorations and flower-shaped decorations. This means that at the point where each pair of two branching out uh, branches branched out they branched out from a point on the main stem which contained a kaftor. So going up the main stem, you had a kaftor, a round egg or apple-shaped decoration, and from each of, from that, to the left and to the right, branched out two konim. Little bit higher, another kaftor on the main stem, branching out from it to the left and to the right, two konim. Still higher, another kaftor, and branching out from it, two other side branches, one to the left and one to the right. These branches and these kaftorim, these rounded decorations, all were crafted, sculpted from the block of gold. They weren't added on in any artificial way, but rather they were uh, sculpted out from the original uh, uh, slab of gold. Um, Rashi gives a lengthy description, tefach by tefach, if you look at the entire height of the menorah, it's 18 tefachim high, and Rashi begins from the bottom up and describes uh, tefach by tefach what was along each uh, level of height of the menorah the we won't do that i prefer you to to the local diagram to see that for yourself a picture is worth uh, at least a thousand words for es nero seho at the top of each corner the central corner being one and the three on the left, three on the right being six for a total of seven at the top was a nair. Nair does not mean candle. Nair means, as Rashi has it, kamin bazichin, kind of a, a cup or a small bowl. So there was a small bowl at the top. Of every single cone of each of the seven branches, that was the nair into that of course, the oil and the wick were placed al here the torah does not go into detail about the um, lighting of the menorah that's for later in the Torah however here the Torah begins us to refer to the fact that eventually in this beautiful menorah on these neros you will um light candles, and they will illuminate toward the central point. The ones on the left would be bent somewhat to the right, the ones on the right bent somewhat to the left, so they will illuminate al Aver poneho towards the face of the menorah, meaning the center of the menorah. Besides the menorah itself, there were other uh, tools or instruments that were necessary, and they are described briefly in posuk Lamed Ches, the Malkocheho for Rashi means the tongues, T-O-N-G-S, the Tzvasim, Tzadik Vez They were made, Rashi says, to remove the wick when it was necessary to remove it. And the, and the Makhto was like a shovel, it's kind of a small shovel, uh, which was used to scoop out the ashes and to cleanse the menorah. So the malkocheho machtoseho, the menorah's um, tongs and the menorah's cleaning spoons uh, are also to be made of pure gold. Others, Ramban, uh, have a different understanding as to what mean. they say that each of the little bowls which was a nair, the nair was a bowl in which the oil was put each of them had a little lid on top and this lid could be opened and closed so that no oil would spill over and um, the, uh, this was the malkocheha according to the Ramban and the machtoseha are little uh, like serving dishes under the bowl so that if any oil spilled over it would be caught in those little uh, under, under serving kinds of dishes. So according to Rashi, means tongues and cleansing spoons. According to Ramban, means the lid on the top of each of the seven bowls and the serving tray underneath to catch the overflowing oil uh, should it spill out of the bowl, out of the nair. The block, the original block or a slab of gold was to be kikar zahov toho yaaseusa. it was supposed to be a large measurement called a kikar uh Ace Hakelim One Kikara Zahov out of that that was the the material, the stuff of gold, out of which the menorah with all of its decorative features and these other uh tongues and spoons and whatnot were all made of this one Kikar Zahov. Eva <inaudible> Moshe has commanded, look, behold, and see bohor as you have been shown. We mentioned earlier that when the Pesach says, you have been shown, does this mean Moshe was shown this in some type of nevuah, in some type of prophetic vision? Or was he actually shown in some physical sense? Or does it just mean that he was given instructions and the Torah refers to it as shown? So we have now described... The three, three of the major, major furnishings of the Mishkan. The Aron, the Ark, the Shulchan, the Table, and the Menorah, the Candelabra. Now we're going to look at the structure of the Mishkan itself. Interestingly enough, the Torah begins its description of the Mishkan with the various materials that served as the roof or the ceiling of the Mishkan. We have not yet learned about the walls, which, of course, will support the ceiling. We will learn in a later aliyah, a later reading, about the kuroshim, the boards of wood, which vertically were the walls, essentially, of the Mishkan, over which various materials were draped. But now we are reading about those draperies, those uh, curtains, etc., which served as the roof of the Mishkan but also overhung the walls of the Mishkan and in some way were uh, vertically spread down the sides of the walls as well as blanketing or acting as a canopy or canopy or rooftop for the entire Mishkan. So let's begin. First of all, it is necessary to point out that when the Torah in the next few psukim refers to the Mishkan, it is not referring to the Mishkan in its entirety, but rather um, it is referring to the lowest level the, uh, of covering. The covering which covered the Mishkan, which you could see if you were in the Mishkan, looked up, this is what you would see. That is called the Mishkan. The Mishkan is this blanket which we are about to learn about in the next few psukim. You are to make this mishkon, this lowest level of, um, lo- lowest in the sense of innermost level of blanket, this is to be made of ten strips, ten sheets. The sheets are to be um, woven from four materials, from sheish, linen, and the linen is to be moshzor. Moshzor means each thread is to be twisted into six. You remember, you take six threads and twist them together to make a six-fold thread. Sheish moshzor. Sheish means linen, not six. But we know from Droshos the Gemara that there were six threads of each material again spun around each other. So you had four threads Species of of uh, material, fabric. Linen, secheles, wool dyed the color of chalazon of blue-green. Argomon, wool dyed the color of purple-red. visola as-shoni and silk. Four materials, two types of wool dyed one color and another. Linen and silk. Each of them, a string of each of them had six threads. And then the four times six was... Twisted together into one string of 24 threads. Each string had six chute sheish, six chute tola's shoni, six chute argomon, and six chute techeles. Now, it wasn't just that you had this beautiful blanket made of these various materials, by the way, which was shotness because it had wool and linen, but that's permissible in this regard, as we will see in other regards as well. But it wasn't just ordinary blanket, but rather the blanket had actually woven into it part of the weave of the way this was constructed, not embroidered onto it or sewn onto it, but, but woven into the very fabric were the shape of two keruvim. Shne keruvim maasei choshev taase osam. Rashi distinguishes between maasei choshev and maasei rokem. Maasei rokem means you have a finished fabric and onto it you sew or embroider some design. Maasei choshev means much more difficult. You actually weave into the fabric itself the design that you want. And according to Rashi, the design was Ari Mitzadze, Venesher Mitzadze. On the one side of the blanket was a lion, on the other side, um, an eagle. Why a lion and an eagle? The Yerushalmi in Maseches Shikolim, uh, says, in the Mepharsham, they're that it is Bedavka, a lion and an eagle, because they are the Merkova to the Shechina, so to speak, the chariot to the Shechina. In um, Novi Yecheskel, in the very first Perik, when he dis- describes his vision of the chariot, the divine chariot, on that chariot are the images of a lion and an eagle. And therefore, here too, uh, embroidered, I not, not, shouldn't say embroidered, but woven into the fabric, Ma'asei were wore the lion and the eagle. So, you have these strips or sheets. How large were these sheets? Each sheet was 28 Amos long. And 4 Amos wide. Each sheet was of identical size. 10 sheets. Five, one set of five, another set of five, but each sheet twenty-eight amos long, four amos wide. You have five strips and five strips. Those five strips, Rashi says, are sewn together. Chovros, Rashi says, tofron they're stitched together. So you have five long strips stitched together into one 28 by 20 uh, large sheet, 28 length and 5 times 4 width. Isha uh, Achoso, Rashi points out that this is a derech hamikro. This is the language when you want to say one thing opposite of another. If the thing is grammatically masculine, like the kruvim, then you say ish el ochiv, as we had earlier in this parsha. If the two things are grammatically feminine, as are the yurios, yuria is feminine, then we say isha uh fine. So now we have two large sheets each one composed of five strips, each one being the size of 28 in length and 20 in width but right now they're separate how do you hook them together to make a blanket to overhang the entire mishkon v'yosiso luloos techeles, you make loops, little loops like buttonholes of techeles wool each Set of five strips is called a choveres or a machberes, and at the end of that choveres, let's say at the left end of one of those chovros, of one of those uh, 28 by 20 sewn together strips, you place these loops. Continuing in Pasuk hashenis. <laughs> On the other set of five, let's say if you did it on the left side of one, you do it on the right side of the other. So now you'll have loops, and these loops should be next to one another, so that when you put the two Yoriyos side by side, the loops should actually touch each other. Chamishim Lulaos, there should be a total of 50 such loops along the 28 Amos length by ho echos it's 50 loops at the edge of one 50 loops at the edge of the other these loops should be right next to one another so that when you line up the two Chovros or Machbaros next to each other the loops are connectable what connects them? You don't take one and put them into the other and make a shoelace knot, but rather you have a gold clasp. And that gold clasp hooks together these two loops. Pasuk Vav, V'yosiso Chamishim Kar You should have 50 of these claps, clasps or hooks, which can hook into the two uh, loops of Treles connecting them. Vichibartoes ha and that way you can attach the two ureos. Isho one set of five Yurios, with the other set of five Yurios, are clasped together with this golden clasp, called a keres, or in the plural, plural krosim. Now the Mishkon, remember the Mishkon means the entire blanket here, is one. You have one huge sheet, composed of 10 strips, each one 28 long by, by 4 wide. So do the math, It's tw- now the whole thing is a total of 40 wide and 28 long. The width, paradoxically, is longer than the length when it's all together as echot. So this is the lowest layer. Rashi explains to us at some length just how this is draped over the walls of the Mishkan. The walls of the Mishkan were arranged as parallel walls running east to west. So there was a southern wall and a uh, northern wall. And of course there was also a smaller western wall. The length, the total length of the Mishkan was 30 uh, Amos from east to west and the uh, width of the Mishkan from north to south was ten Amos. When this entire Mishkan was draped over the walls, it was not enough to cover uh, the entire wall. At the bottom, uh, there was an exposed Amo or an exposed two Amos, this depends upon a machlokes between the Tosefta, uh, the Brisa, which Rashi quotes, and the Gemara, which we had, I'm sorry, it's not a Tosefta, it's a Brisa of Meseches Midos, Rashi calls it, versus a, mesecht, uh, a Gemara Meseches Shabbos, Shabos But the point is that you have these walls, they're running east to west, so they're parallel walls, north and south, and over them is draped these Urios, the Urios made of these various uh, uh, fabrics, um, uh, but they leave uh, uncovered, at the base of the walls, an ama or two amos. Now, that's one covering. Now the Torah moves on to a second layer of covering. Above this layer is a second layer. And this are the Urios izin. These are sheets not made of linen and wool and silk, etc., but rather sheets made of goat's hair, much coarser, much... Um, Tougher, uh, better protection against the elements, but less decorative. So the prettier, more decorative sheets are visible to the eye from within the mishkan. The krosim, the clasps which hold together these yrios and are also visible from inside the mishkan are gold. So it's all beautiful. But what's to protect this beautiful blanket from the elements? Well, above it is another huge blanket made of goat's hair. Yurios li Ohel This is not called Mishkon, the lower level with made of linen and two types of wool and silk and with a gold crossim, that's Mishkon. Now what's made of Yurios Izim, this is called Ohel HaMishkon. And here there are not ten, but eleven sheets. Ashte Estre taase osam. You make a total of eleven sheets. Here the length is not 28, but 30. For And the width is also 4. All 11 sheets, same dimensions, 30 by 4 Amos. And just as for the first set of urios, we had 5 which were stitched together to make 1 Choveris. Another five stitched together to make a second choveres. Here we have two chovros, two groups—one of five, one of six. You take five of these strips and sew them together, And six of the strips and sew them together, and you bend over this sixth yuria. Uh, Al el Mul ha ohel Mul uh Penay Hohel says Rashi means toward the um Toward the eastern side, as a curtain over the eastern entryway into the Mishkan. You entered the Mishkan from the east, the walls flanked you at south and north, and ahead of you was the west. So this was kind of a veil, so to speak, folded over, hanging down one ama, uh, uh hanging down actually more than one amo, hanging down the half of the width, two amos, Rashi says, over the actual eastern entryway, Rashi gives the image of a kalotzenua, like a modest bride, hamechuso b'tzif alponeho, wearing a veil. So when you approach the Mishkan, these goat hair, uh, this goat hair ohel, was to Amos of it, was hanging above the entryway uh, as a veil toward the entrance of the Mishkan. The Osisa now, you're still left with these two chovros, one of five urios, one of six ureos. You have to stitch them together. They weren't stitched together with needlework, but rather the same mechanism loops and clasps. The Osiso dulaos. you make fifty loops, Als So you take one um uh, of five ureos and at the end of it so on, fifty loops of, t- it doesn't say techeles, but we assume of techeles. And also fifty loops just opposite them at the edge of the other choveres. Then you clasp together these fifty sets of two loops, but you clasp them not with a golden clasp, but rather with a copper. Clasp. These copper clasps are not at all visible from inside the Mishkan. Because when you're inside the Mishkan, all you see over your head is the Mishkan, the ureos made of linen and wool and silk, etc., and the golden clasps. Above it, blanketing it, protecting it, uh, like a raincoat, if you will, are the uh, this, these, this new set of ureos called the ohel made of goat's hair clasped together by nechoshes, nechoshes not being visible. You connect these two sets of six and five each. Now you have one large, um, ohel of eleven sets of ureos, eleven times four in width. That's 44 in width, and in length, 30. The serach the overlying remainder above the mishkan, just as we learned that some of it protruded over the east of the Mishkan some of it also protruded along the sides of the western wall the external western wall of the Mishkan now here because these were longer and wider than the first set, so they extended both east and west, and north and south, longer alongside the vertical walls of the Mishkan, so they extended all the way down to that extra ammo which was uncovered, which was left uncovered by the inner blanket, is now totally covered by the outer blanket. And in addition, you have some of the blanket loop, uh, folded over toward the eastern wall, and some of it folded down the sides of the western wall. Now you think you're finished. You have two sets of blankets. The Mishkan of Urios Sheish, Cheles, Argoman, la Shoni. Above it you have the Ohel of Urios Izim, held together with Karsen, Echoshes. Now you have a third and possibly a fourth layer. Pasuk Yudalit. The asisa michsela ohel. You should make a covering. So you have the mishkan layer above it is the ohel layer, and above that is the michsel ohel. Is the cover to the ohel, the cover to the cover, and this should be made of oros elim maodomim hides of rams, reddened, dyed red. And above that, according to Rashi, is yet a fourth mechseh, and this is made of the hides of this tahash animal that we encountered, this animal which was ephemeral. It was, Rashi says, the shah. It was a once-in-history animal. I've seen in some English translations tachashim is translated as dolphins. Not sure how dolphins were obtained in the Mishkan. But be that as it may... According to Rashi, there is a fourth covering. The third covering is Oros Elim Odomim, and the fourth covering is Oros Tukoshim Milamola. I must point out to you that not everyone agrees with Rashi that there were four. There are those meforshim who insist that there were only three, and that the three the third was composed of a combination of Hides of red, of rams reddened, and hides of these techoshim. And just how they were combined is, it's interesting, a machlokes. There is a braisa, uh, called clawed braisa of Maleches Hamishkon. It's interesting that Rav Chaim Kneevsky one of the great sages of our time, he's still alive, Baruch Hashem, hopefully well, um, is uh, uh, has a commentary on Malachis, on that Bryce of Malchus There, there is a machlokus between uh, um, Rabbi Yehuda and others as to exactly what the arrangement was. Some say the arrangement was strips. It was a. It was a, only a only a third. In other words, it weren't as Rashi says four coverings the third being of only of Elim odomim, and the fourth being only of Oros Khoshim. But rather, the third, an uppermost blanket, was of a combination of a strip of Oros Elim odomim sewn together with a strip of Oros T'Choshim, then a strip of Elim odomim, a strip of Oros T'Choshim, etc. Others say, this is in the Brisa of Memtes Midos, uh, another brisa, which is a source for the actual nitty-gritty details, if you will, of the mishkan, says that it was made like two triangles. So you have one huge um, rectangle, but it was subdivided by a uh, by an angle, so that there was two uh, triangles. Uh, one triangle of oros to chosim, the other triangle of oros elimo adamim, uh, hooked or stitched together. So at this point in our description, reaching Rev, we have described and discussed, hopefully in sufficient but not overwhelming detail, the three major utensils inside the central section of the Mishkan, namely the Oron, the Ark, the Shulchan, the Table, and the Menorah, the Candelabra. And we have also discussed the coverings, the blankets, the ceilings, the canopies, over the Mishkan and we saw that there were three or following Rashi four layers the lowest layer various fabrics hooked together with a golden clasps the second layer above that that first layer called Mishkan second layer above that called Ohel which was of a coarser material of um, izim of goats hair clasped together with copper clasps and above that Following Rashi there was a Michse, a covering of Oros Elim Odomim, and above that, following Rashi there was yet a fourth Mich of Oros Techoshim Milomola of the Techoshim hides above it all. So we've reached Ravi, what we still haven't learned about, but will and Hashem, tomorrow when we learn from Ravi Techamishi is okay, what were the walls that supported these three or four? rather heavy layers of canopy covers. Thank you.